Why are you following Jesus? See, see, a lot of times we have to check our own motives. Why, why, why am I following Christ? And a lot of times people are giving to get. And, and understand that when you get, that's, a, that's a, a byproduct of giving, but that should not be your motivation. I'm going to give so I can get. We should give to give, and then we get. See, my motive to give is that I want to be a blessing. My motive should be serve, to serve and to be a blessing to the people of God. And when I say give, I'm not just talking about your money. I'm about your time. I'm about your talent. See, you you giving stuff so you can get something back in return. See, our problem we treat Jesus, God, like he's a slot machine. I put a little in hoping to get a big payout. And I just keep dropping a little dime here, a little penny here, a little nickel there. And hopefully I'll get a big payout. He's not a slot machine. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast. And you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. have a future. As long as there's children, you have a future. We talked about this in Bible study Thursday night. Uh, you don't, you in the church and the youngest person there is 75, y'all in trouble. Amen. Amen. You need, you need youth. You need young people in the church. And I've been doing a lot of studying about the, the millennials, the, 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 the generation. And, and Thank God we, we have those who are part of that generation in our church. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 9. We're going to park right in just a couple of verses, but we, we're going to dissect this and exegete the scripture to get an understanding of what God is saying in his word. Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62. Luke 9, 57 through 62. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. Amen. We're going to wait to get there together. Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. The Bible reads this way. It says, Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go home and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who were at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The word of the Lord, amen, for the people of God. My sermon title is, is, is simple today is, it may cost you a little, it may cost you a lot, but it will cost you. <laughs> Amen. I got that from Martin. Don't worry about it. It may cost you a little. It may cost you a lot, but it will cost you. You know, uh, people who have gone to higher institutions of education or places of higher learning know that you are allowed to audit your classes. Uh, 
that means you can go in there and get all the information and don't have to do no work. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church, all right? Amen. That means you could go to a class and sit there and not have to do, take no tests, write no papers, read no books, because you audit, you audit that class. People who audit class want the data with no investment. Hmm. People, people, will, people will sit there and do that. They'll spend a whole semester in a class, and the school will say, okay, you can sit here, but because you decided not to take the test, because you decided not to do the work, we won't give you credit for this class. And so many come to class on Sunday morning. They'll sit here. They want all the information. They want to hear the preached word. They want to hear the songs sung, uh, but they don't want to make no investment. Understand, you won't get credit for that class. Yeah, y'all quiet. It's, gonna, it's tight, but it's going to be right. Y'all be all right. Here's the thing about church. Salvation is free. Salvation is free. The Bible says, in, in Galatians it says that uh, for by grace were we saved through faith and not of our own selves. So salvation is free. But here's the thing. Discipleship will cost you something. Being a disciple means I'm a follower of Christ. So if I'm going to follow Christ, it's going to cost me something. It might cost you a little. It might cost you a lot. But it will cost you. And so let's get to our text. Verse 57 of our text. Look what it says. It says, Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, this to me sounds like a committed Christian. Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Wherever you go, I got your back. But look at Jesus' response in verse 58. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You got to understand what's going on during this time of the text. Jesus' popularity has grown. Everywhere Jesus go, there's a crowd. He's preaching a mighty word. People are getting saved. People are being set free. The blind eyes are being opened. The deaf are being able to hear. The, the dumb, the mute can speak. I mean, he's doing all types of stuff. And every time Jesus assembles, the crowd gets larger and larger and larger. Bigger crowds coming around Jesus. And so you got to look what Jesus said to this man. This man is saying, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to follow you because I see you're popular now. You got to watch those who want to hop on your coattail when you start balling. Uh, were they around when you were struggling? Were they around when you were just getting started? See, people, like, people are bandwagon folk nowadays. See, people want to hop on when things are hot. I, I, listen, I just went to a seminar with, with my friend, Pastor Burton. We went to a, 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 a financial workshop for, for churches, and I'm about to implement some new things here, and I'm about to change out church insurance and everything because I got some, some good information at this workshop. Um, but I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to some of these pastors, probably about 30 or 40 pastors in the room, and I'm talking to some of these pastors, and we all said this, the ones who have the, the new buildings— Everybody migrate. You could be a member of the church for 20 years. Pastor so-and-so over here building a new church. Oh, the Lord has called me out of here. Because you want to go hop on a new thing, the popular thing. Don't even say bye when you leave. You just leave. So, 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 so people are, are bandwagonish, if that's the word. Look at our ravens. Brother Michael. So you're here now, brother. You're going to get it. He a Patriots fan. 
Yeah, see, see, they, they feel sorry for you. We're going to lay him here on the altar at, for, for prayer. But people, as long as the Ravens winning, the minute they're not popular no more, we find another team to, bat, to hop on. This man in our text, this man in our text, he's not trying to follow Jesus because Jesus has a word in his mouth. He's trying to get, he's trying to make his come up. See, if I get, if the church is blowing up and I get close to the pastor, it means I blew up with the pastor. See, Jesus is blowing up. He got crowds right now. So now everybody want to be down. Jesus couldn't find nobody to work at no, at some point now he got everybody, he got too many people to work because his ministry is blowing up. You got to check your motives. You got to check people's motives. Why does this man want to follow Jesus? Because he's popular. But what happens when he's not popular? That's why Jesus said, listen, foxes have holes and, and, and birds have nests. I ain't got nowhere to sleep tonight. You still want to roll? I don't know where I'm going to sleep at tonight. I don't know where we're going to sleep tomorrow. So, so do you still want to roll with me? Remember what he said, I'm going to follow you everywhere you go, Jesus. How about when I got to go to the cross? You want to go there with me too? You see, people are willing to follow you as long as it benefits them. As long as they're benefiting from following you or they're growing because of following you, oh, they got your back. But the minute you say, look, I don't know how this thing going to work out tomorrow. Oh, well, maybe I need to pull back from this, uh, this endeavor. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I can, can support this. Uh, oh, and Jesus is trying to, he, he parked right in his spot. You want to follow me? All right, cool. All right, where we going to sleep at tonight? Man, homeboy got quiet. You hear nothing else from him in the text. <laughs> Real quiet. Because he thought Jesus was going to be staying at, at, at the gay lord, you know. He thought Jesus was going to be staying at the, the you know, where, 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 where King of the Moon to stay. Where he stay? Yeah, yeah, the story. You know, the one in New York. He thought he was going to be staying there. Jesus said, nah, bro, I don't know where we're going to sleep at tonight. We might be at the Comfort Inn. What's up? <laughs> you know, preachers don't like to stay nowhere. They ain't nice, you know what I mean? So, so, so I, I don't know where I'm standing at. Are you sure you still want to roll? And, and, so, and so let me ask you a question, church. Why are you following Jesus? Mm -hmm. Let that one marinate for a minute. Is it because of what he can do for you? Or do you have a genuine love for Christ? Why are you following Jesus? See, see a lot of times we got to check our own motives. Why, why, why am I following Christ? And a lot of times people are giving to get. And, and understand that when you get, that's, a, that's a, a byproduct of giving, but that should not be your motivation. I'm going to give so I can get. We should give to give, and then we get. See, my motive to give is that I want to be a blessing. My motive should be serve, to serve and to be a blessing to the people of God. And when I say give, I'm not just talking about your money. What about your time? What about your talent? See, you, you giving stuff so you can get something back in return. See, our problems, we treat Jesus, God, like he's a slot machine. I put a little in hoping to get a big payout. And I just keep dropping a little dime here, a little penny here, a little nickel there, and hopefully I'll get a big payout. He's not a slot machine. And so we can't treat him that way. He's God. And so, so in order to follow Christ, it may cost you something, church. It may cost you a little bit of time. Some of your resources, it may take some of your talent. It's going to cost you to follow Jesus. Let me ask you a question. How many of y'all have ever had a struggle with your weight? Oh, 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 come on now. Let's be real in church. If you can't be real, let's be real. I'm, if I can lift my feet, I would lift both of them. 
My weight has had a seesaw over the years. Gain, lose, gain, lose. I'm about to get back on my losing season. Y'all know how I get. I go hard when I do it. But then I'll come the next season. Amen. And it's a season of plenty. <laughs> plenty of weight. I went in my closet last week because, you know, I'm trying to get my winter clothes together. And I start pulling stuff. I say, I can't even fit this stuff no more. And I'm not buying nothing new. So I'm going to get my, my life right in getting those clothes. But I say all this to say this. If I go to the gym and I belong to Planet Fitness, haven't, they haven't seen me in a while, but they're going to see me soon. <laughs> if I go in there and if I walk around and take pictures, selfies, on the treadmill, that ain't going to change my situation. If I read diet books, memorize them, and can quote them, that's not going to change my situation. And in order for my situation to change, I got to do something. It's going to cost me something. If I want to lose weight, it's going to cost me. It's cost me some time. might cost me some sore muscles. might cost me a couple of those Pala Bell pies. <laughs> Anybody walling out over? It might cost me something. I might not be able to eat all the pasta I want to eat. It's going to cost me something. It might cost you a little. It might cost you a lot. But it will cost you. And so that's the same way about following Christ. It's going to cost you something. Jesus is trying to make these guys see that. So that's God number one. Somebody say God number two. Let, let's, read, let's read his story. Look at verse 59. Then he said to another, now, the first guy volunteered. The second guy just standing there. Jesus said to him, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Now, that sounds like a reasonable request. You know, Jesus invited me. I didn't ask to go. So <laughs> let me at least take care of my stuff first, Jesus, and let me go home and bury my daddy. Right? But look at Jesus' response to him. Verse 60. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. That sounds like sound cold-blooded, Jesus. Wait a minute, what you mean? I didn't volunteer to go. You want me to go with you, and I don't mind going with you, but let me go home and bury my daddy first. See, you got to, can, can I, can I, give you all the little nuggets in between this text so it can make sense to us. That sounds real cold from Jesus, right? But, but let's, let's, let's put all this together. Now, God number one said, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said, all right, cool. I ain't got nowhere to sleep tonight. You're still down. Are you ready for the inconvenience? Jesus immediately turned to God too, standing right there. Hey, follow me. He heard what he said to God one. I ain't got nowhere to sleep tonight, right? So God two said, um, Jesus, uh, let me first go home and bury my daddy. Let me ask you a question. If you are a son and your daddy dies, what do you get? An inheritance. That's going to make sense in a moment. So you get an inheritance. So this man is saying, Jesus, I'll take a chance in following you. I'll take a risk, but I need my safety net first. Um, see, he wants to bury his daddy, but his daddy ain't dead yet. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I'll follow you after my daddy dies. 
Because at that point, I'll have some money in my pocket because you ain't got nowhere to sleep. You ain't got nowhere to sleep, Jesus. So I got to make sure I got somewhere to sleep. So after my daddy died and I get my safety blanket together and I got my little, my little nest egg, then I'll follow you because right now it's too risky for me to follow you because I don't know where you're going to sleep and I need to have somewhere to sleep at night. So Jesus said to him, let the spiritually dead bury the physically dead. You understand, the things that this man is concerned about is what the Gentiles talk about. You know, we always talk about Matthew 6, and I took you through that several times. In Matthew 6, he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. He said, that's what the world worries about. That's their problem. That's all they're concerned about. He said, because you're my children, I'm going to take care of those things for you. And all what you do is to seek first the kingdom. This guy, this second guy is saying, you know what, um... Jesus, that is a great idea, and I do want to uh, follow you, but I, I ain't no securing this thing, this church thing right now. So let me, let me get my money right, then I'll come follow you. And many, you may not want to admit it, but many have made this confession. Jesus, I'll serve you when my ship come in. Mm-hmm. When, when Jesus, I'll, when I'll start sowing and I'll start tithing when I start making more money. You'll be waiting a long time. Because if you can't be faithful with what you do have, you want to give you more? You can't even be faithful with what you, what you do have. You, God, give me millions. You ain't faithful over hundreds. <laughs> but you want more. Enlarge my territory. He said, uh-huh. You got, you got to show me something. See, see, see you, you, can't, you cannot wait for your, here's the thing. You can't spend your life waiting on security before you make a decision to follow Jesus. You got to follow him now. And you can't say, all right, Jesus, um, you know, I, I'll, start, I'll start coming to church when, when my kids get older. Because right now, you know, they're young and they make a lot of noise in church. So I'm going to stay home until they get older. A delay. Uh, uh, Jesus, you know what? I, I, I got a lot going on right now, so I'll, I'll give you my talent and my time when things die down a little bit. When, 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 you know, I, I got this going on, I got that going on. I'll give you some of that, that time then. You know, I'm a part of this organization and that organization. I got to give them all that time. So, Jesus, when I, get, when I get free from these things, then I'll give you a little bit of my time. Jesus, I, I, I'll, 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 start, I'll start doing this and I'll start doing I'll give you my life when I get all my play out of me. You know, I, I got some party that's still left in me. And so I, I'll come to Christ when I get a little bit older because then by that time I've had all my play out of me. And you delaying coming to Christ. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring for you. You may not wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised. And so, so people make excuses and they need a safety net in order to follow the, the Lord. Why do you need a safety net? He is your safety net. He is my refuge. He's a mighty strong tower. And so I don't, I don't need, that's all I need is Jesus. But this guy here is like, Jesus, after I buried my daddy, then that's why Jesus came out of the way he did. He said, let the dead bury the dead, bro. You making excuses. You don't want to come because you don't think I can take care of you. All because I sit down and no way to sleep tonight. I'm going to provide a way. But, you know, that's how people get down. Somebody say God number three. Now, before I get to God number three, um, let me park here because I, I like mess with y'all a little bit. Let me mess with you a little bit right now. We can prioritize everything else except God. Everything else is more important than God. The football game, more important than God. 
Washing your car is more important than God. Now, let me ask you this. You can wake up on time to go to church, but you can't wake up on time to come to worship. Work. You know what I meant. You can go to work on time, but you can't come to worship on time. You know what I meant. Amen, lights and walls. I guarantee you, if I told everybody, I'm going to have a million dollars waiting for you when you get here. The first, the first 10 people get here Sunday morning, a million dollars waiting for you. Y'all, y'all treat me like I'm like, 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 like it's Best Buy. It'd be like, like the new game just came out. Tents outside. But if I said I had the, the bread of life, I, I, got, I, I got a water that you'll drink that, that you'll never thirst again. What time praise worship in? Yeah, I'm parking in y'all spots. And, and, and it's, because, it's because we have not made Christ our priority. You're too tired to pray, but you some of enough energy to watch Empire. I'm parking in somebody's spot. Because Christ has not become your priority. Because guess what, church? Again, it's going to cost you to follow the Lord. It may cost you a, a little bit of sleep. It might cost you, look, they made DVR. You can watch it again. You know that? You, you can rewind it and stop it and pause it. God says, give me, come on, come on, come on. I, 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 if, you want, if you want to follow me, this is what it's going to cost. The man said, I want to follow you, Jesus, but let me go bury my daddy first. He said, let the dead bury the dead, but you go, my son, and go preach what? The kingdom. And that's what we've been commissioned to do, church. We've been commissioned to go preach the kingdom, but we can't because we got all these excuses. Bag full of excuses. Well, you know, I can't because I've got this going on, and I can't because, you know, so-and-so, and, 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 you know. We make every excuse in the world not to come to church. Weather's bad. Traffic's rough. So-and-so ain't speak to me last week. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so we find excuses, but yet we say we're Christian. Christian means I'm a follower of Christ. How am I, how am I, how am I have a label like a Christian and I'm not even trying to follow Christ? And here's the thing. We'll follow wherever you, wanna, wherever you go, Jesus. All right, cool. Well, I'm going over here. Well, I can't go over there, Jesus, because, you know, I ain't got enough gas to get over there. We find excuses. I guarantee you, when it comes down to money, here's most people think. I guarantee if it's something you want, you'll find the money to get it done. I don't care what it is. You, if you got a bug, bear, borrow, steal, whatever, that you know what I mean. Yeah, y'all got it. I jack words up. Y'all know that. Whatever you got to do, you're going to do what you got to do to get it done. But the men I say, look, y'all, we got to get our bathrooms done. Oh, no, I don't know how we're going to do that, Pastor. <laughs> what you mean? It's all of us. It ain't just me. We all in this together. I, listen, I rarely use the bathrooms. I'm trying to get it done for all of us. The ones who use it the most, put some more money in there. Amen. <laughs> Bless the Lord. <laughs> Go on back there. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Sow a seed. 
Amen. Let's build kingdom together. All right. Somebody say guy number three. Let me move on. Let's see what it says in verse 61. Guy number three. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. Now let's look at this thing again. So he heard what Jesus said to the first guy. He heard what he said to the second guy. And he on his own decided, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. The only one that didn't volunteer was the, the second guy. The third guy said, I, I want to follow you, Jesus. But uh, let me go say bye to my family. And that don't sound like an unreasonable request. He go home and say, hey, y'all, I'm following Jesus. Bye. And he rolls out. Uh, but, but, but look what Jesus said to him. Verse 62. But Jesus said to him, no one having his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The third man made a positive request and Jesus gave him a negative reply. Jesus knew that his request had a caveat in it. He, he knew that it, it was something else going on behind his thing. And so, so, so let, me, let me do this. C come here, Deacon Luke. You're the man. Now, act like, act like you got your hand to a plow. Yeah, there you go. Farming, the deacon, the farming deacon, that's what he is. He has his hand to the plow, right? Putting your hand to the plow is, is, a, is symbolic of that I'm committed to follow Jesus. It's a commitment. My hand to the plow, people who have the hand to the plow, they're willing to work, Right? So he has his hand to the plow. He's willing to follow Jesus. But here's the problem. The man in our text is looking back. So I want you to look back. Keep your hand to the plow, but I want you to follow me as you're looking back. As you can see, it's impossible to follow me and look back. You can't follow Jesus and got your eye back on the world. Looking back. Man, they, they, they did what? All right, Jesus, hold up. Hold up, hold up wait a minute, Jesus, hold up. Wait a minute. And, and, and that's, what, that's what most people look like. Their hands in the plow. Jesus, I'm going to follow you on Sunday, but what did they do last night? See, you know why? Because most people believe that it was easier when I was looking, when I was back there in the world. And looking back, going to want you want that thing again. See, as long as I'm looking back, that means I'm reminiscing. What happened to Lot's wife when she looked back? Yeah, a pillar of salt. You see, you know that story. See, Lot and his wife, first of all, that was Abraham's nephew. His nephew God told him to leave everybody, but Abraham had to bring somebody, so he brought his nephew with him, and he had his wife. And they wanted to go settle in the land, and they heard the sounds and the music of Sodom and Gomorrah. They heard the partying and the drinking and all that was going on in Sodom. So you know what? Uh, Abraham, we're going to, we, we're not going to, they had beef anyway. Abraham and Lot began, they finally start beefing, so they kind of separated. So Lot went and settled right at the border of Sodom and Gomorrah, living close to sin. See, when you live close to sin, guess what happens? You start inching and inching and inching, and next thing you know, you're living in there. God said, look, y'all got to leave. You got to roll out. God told them, when you leave, don't look back. 
She had to take one more look to see what she, was, what she thought she was missing. Boom, to a pillar of salt. Same thing happened to Israel. Israel leave Egypt. They roll out. First thing they do, man, we're going to miss those, those leeks we had there. We're going to miss the food. They were slaves in Egypt. Slaves. And begin to miss their slavery, the comfort of their slavery, the comfort of their bondage. They begin to miss it because people are attached to their bondage. And we as a people, that's our struggle. We are attached to our bondage. It was at, least, at least we had this while we were there. At least while I was in the world, I ain't had a devil always on my back. At least while I was in the world, I ain't had these financial problems. Soon as I get sued about the Lord, now I got all these problems coming. Because you're looking back. And Jesus said, no, if, you, if you have your hands to the plow and you're looking back, you're not fit for the kingdom. Not my words. That's what Jesus said. Here's another thing I want to show you. Deke, this is what I need you to do. Put your hands in the plow. Look back and walk in a straight line. <laughs> He'll hear a cop. So, you know, he teach. <laughs> He, he, know how, he, t- he know how to do sobriety tests. He, he ain't fooling nobody. Yeah, do it again. You got to look all the way back. All the way back. Not sideways. Yeah. Yeah, see? See, yeah, they ain't as straight as it, it look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they ain't straight. So in other words, if you got your hand to plow and you're looking back, you can't move straight. You're not going to follow the straight and narrow path. You're going to reel off. You're going to go crooked. And you're going to mess everything up because you're trying to do two things. And this, I'm going to tell you what you look like. This is what people look like that's trying to play both sides. First of all, first of all you're double-minded. And the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in See, y'all learned the word a little bit. So, this, so you represent the world. Come here, Elder John. And you represent the kingdom. And I'm I'm us. All right, you know what, man? We had a great time in church. I'm following. I'm following. I'm following you, Jesus. I'm following you. But, but wait, wait up, Jesus. Hold up, hold up, man. What, 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 what they got going on tonight? And look, 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 look. I'm gonna come with y'all Saturday, but Sunday, I'm, I'll be back. So, 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 Jesus. Um. So, so, what's up with this blessing thing? Like, you know, how how how, how, how this thing work? Cause I, I need more money. Okay. All right, so all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, so give me, give me, give me a little bit of seat. Look, 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 check this. What can we do with this? You can put it in my pocket. All right, all right, all right. All right. But I, I ain't got no more, so let me go back to Jesus because I need more from him. And, and, two masters. You're going to hate one and, and love the other. Can't serve two. And that's what we do. We play this thing with the world and with the church, with God and the church, and we become double-minded because we got our hands in the plow. Jesus, I want to follow you. Looking back. You ain't missing nothing back there. Now, now, now here's the thing. The problem, the reason why people look back because they think they're going to lose everything in following Christ. And that's not the case, especially if you come to our church. Amen. We are people of balance. I mean, Elder looked like he looked nice in his suit today. Because he, you know, he clean like that. He smooth like that. But guess what? If he had on jeans, he'd still be Elder John. You hear what I'm saying? 
Well, church, you know, we like to have a good time. We like to eat. We like to play games. I like to beat Mama and, and bit Wish. Come on, come on here, Mama Deborah. We do for a game, too. I like to go bowling. I like that. We like, we are people of balance. So guess what? I don't lose something by joining Christ. I gain. Because the things I'm shaking off, I ain't supposed to have on me anyway. Because look what the Bible says. The wages of sin is what? So those, 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 th those sinful things are going to lead me right to an early grave. But I gain more life. I get more years by coming to Christ. Because I put away those sinful things, and I just add to my life. And then on top of that, I get a new family. A big family. And guess what? A lot of them have the same issues I have. So guess what? We get them together. And ain't no condemnation. Ain't no, ain't no oh, man, you believe so-and-so going through that? And guess what? So am I. <laughs> so that's why iron can shop with iron. I help you. You help me. We get better together. And that's how the kingdom grows. But you think, I'm missing out on something. You know, I, my wife and I went to Northwestern High School, and, and last night they had a, a, a reunion thing. And typically I go. But guess where they had it at? The place I talk about all the time. The Five Mile House. Y'all know I wasn't going up in there. I said, I'm going to tell the church. And I'm going to tell you what happened. Just a God honest truth. Some of the preacher friends I had that, that go to when I was school, they was up in there. And guess what happened? They all on Facebook. They wasn't getting me out there. Now listen. Not that there was anything wrong with that. But understand, I'm talking about me. I'm the pastor. I roll up in there and I'm like, oh, pastor talk about five mile house all the time. And look at him turning up in the five mile house. <laughs> See, and guess what? I ain't miss out on nothing. Listen, I, I looked on Facebook, the DJ was up there. He was, I mean, he used all kind of language, and they all turned up. I said, what? Look at all these folk. Now, they, they, we all graduate. We all in our 40s. Y'all ain't 20 no more. Turn down. You too old. You like the old dude in the club and have him right on there. All this gray in your beard. Come on, bro. That season of your life should be over with. And so I just kept my hand to the plow. They ain't getting me to look back. And so, and so all I'm saying is that even with that, we're people of balance. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with dancing. And Mama and Sheila, did I not turn up? That's your problem. Come on, I did my wobble, wobble, baby. Well, come on now. That's why we got the elder out there to dance. You know what I mean? And guess what? Ain't no sin in that. We had a good time. You invite me to your party. If they got music I like, I'm going to dance. And guess what? That's, that's what we're saying. So you don't, you don't lose anything in coming to Christ. You gain. If nothing else, you gain salvation. And that's enough. But outside of salvation, you gain so much more. And so when you put your hand to the plow, that means I'm committed, Christ, to following you. I don't have to look back. Because I'm not losing anything. Leave them that, whatever it is behind you in the past. You're behind, it's behind you for a reason. And if you if you constantly doing this, Jesus said you're not fit for the kingdom. Just take your hand off the plow. Let me roll out with those who are going to keep their hand on the plow. Thanks, y'all.
See, the reason why he realized Jesus knew, you understand that in the Old Testament, saying goodbye wasn't a just goodbye. It took weeks to say goodbye in the Old Testament. They had to have parties and this and that. And you understand how their houses were set up back then. Their homes were set up in communal homes. It wasn't like just you and your wife and your kids. Your mom and dad was there. Everybody, because remember in the Old Testament how it worked. You know, the, the parents had a house, and when they had kids, their sons, if the sons got married, they brought their wives back to their father's house. And that's why they had to prepare a place for them for their bride, right? So everybody's living in the house. Aunt, uncle, grandmom, granddad, brother, sister, niece, nephew, everybody living in one house. And people, people, people like, you should live like that back in the day. People, you know, your own bedroom. Listen, I'm 40 some years old, I've never had my own bedroom. Why take that back? When, before Jermaine was born, I had my own bedroom. So I had four and a half years of my own bedroom. When I, me and Jermaine shared a bedroom when I was growing up. I went to Marine Corps, I had a roommate. I got home, I got married. <laughs> Amen. So I don't know, I don't know what it's like to have my own bedroom. People back in the day, they really didn't, they'd be five, six deep in one bedroom. You know what I'm saying? If your mom and dad had like five kids and y'all got two bedrooms, guess what? All five, them kids are all in one bedroom. Because parents, mom and dad go have their own room. But people live like that. People lived in these homes. You go, you go ride around Baltimore, you can see the homes. Go up to Forest Park area. Oh, that's how black folks used to live in those houses. Different communities, different levels of generations in one home. And so imagine this young man with this communal home come home and say, yo, I'm leaving to follow Jesus. His mother gonna be like, oh, no, you're not. I raised you. Granddaddy gonna be like, well, who's gonna help me with this yard around here? You gonna follow Jesus? Help me around this house. You see, you hear all the conversations going on? And they will, they will put this down. You sure you wanna do this? See, the, see, Jesus knew the longer he stayed home, the more mm, his family would interfere with his faith. And so he realized. If I let him go home, he ain't going to really follow me. Because they going to talk him out of it. You sure you want to do that? You sure you want to follow Jesus? Let me ask you a question. And, and see, sometimes you may have to leave what you call home to go to follow Jesus. See, some of y'all was raised in a home church. I'm about to park in some of y'all's spots. Can, can, I, can I go there for a moment? You've been raised in a home church. And the only reason you did because your grandmama was there and her mama was there and her mama was there. And you stayed there, not because you was being fed, it's because it was a tradition in your family. And your family bought a pew in there, so you got to keep the pew going. And so for generations, your family been a part of this church. Jesus is saying, I need you to follow me because I have a different place for you. But what grandma and them going to say? But what, what, what are they going to say? You know, they're gonna, you, we've, our family has been in this church for 300 years. We built this church. And you, and guess what, grandma? That's wonderful. And I thank you for the foundation because that's got me to where I am. 
But I got to follow Jesus. And, and this is not feeding me, so I'm going to go where I'm going to be fed. And so for some of you all, it probably was a difficult decision. They said, I'm going to leave my family church. Some of y'all probably said, even, even some of y'all who, who got married, well, you got to come to my family church. Nah, baby girl, let's find a church where we can get together. You see, we got to find a place where we both can be fed. You don't send me to your family church and they all wilding out, and I go, and you come to my family church, you ain't happy. Let's find a place where we both can be happy. And, 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 and that's what happens generation after generation. We just stay here. And you, you, you 30 years old, and you're the only one in the church your age. You sitting next to deacon so-and-so and missionary so-and-so. You just sitting in between like this. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. And so sometimes following Jesus may, may force you to leave your comfort zone or what you're used to to go to a new territory. Now here's my question to you. Can you follow Jesus homesick? See, so you might get a little homesick, but can you still follow Jesus homesick? Because I'd rather be with Jesus than to be with anybody else. I love y'all, but I want to follow Jesus. Here's the thing, and I'm done. I'm, I'm done. We already went through all the verses. I'm done. He said to him, you are unfit for the kingdom if you put your hand to this plow and keep looking back. Church, don't look back. When, when, you, when you have made up your mind, I'm going to follow Jesus, just like this old song says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. He says, he says, I'm following Jesus. And get, here's the thing about following Jesus, church. Sometimes you don't know where you're going. You don't even know how things are going to work out. But as long as I'm with Jesus, I'm okay. These three guys in our text, the first guy, he saw Jesus' popularity and said, you know what, Jesus? I'm your guy. You need an armor bearer. I'm going to be that guy. Wherever you go, I got you, Jesus. Because he thought Jesus was blowing up. Jesus said to him, I ain't got no way to sleep tonight. You sure you still want to roll? Jesus looked at the second guy, follow me, man. He said, but Jesus, I'll go, but let me, let me get my money right first. Let me go bury my daddy, get my inheritance, then I'm going to follow you. Third guy said, Jesus, I'll follow you, but let me go say bye. He said, if you got to go say bye, you really don't want to go. You're just trying to delay the process. You really don't want to go. You're just talking. you just, oh, I got your back, Jesus. But when he turned around, nobody behind him. I'll follow you, Jesus, but let me go home and say bye. Jesus said, if you put your hand in this plow and say, you're going to follow me, and you're looking back, you're not fit for the kingdom. Church, understand this. Salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you. It may cost you a little. It may cost you a lot. But it will cost you. 
Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast. To hear this sermon again or get caught up with past sermons, you can download the Mixcloud app and search Manifested Glory. Or you can search for MGWC's Rhema Talk podcast in the iTunes store on your iPhone or iPad. Also, don't forget to like MGWC on Facebook and go to MGWC.net to get caught up on all the latest church announcements. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast, and we hope you will join us next time.